Well, out hunting, Llewellyn Moss finds the grisly aftermath of a drug deal. Though he knows better, he cannot resist the cash left behind and takes it with him. The hunter becomes the hunted when a merciless killer named Shagur picks up his trail. Also looking for Moss is Sheriff Bell, an aging lawman who reflects on a changing world and a dark secret of his own as he tries to find and protect Moss. This is No Country for Old Men. Something Jean. Carla Jean. Carla Jean. Good old Carla Jean. Sweet Carla Jean. That's what we call her down, she, down at the good. corner store. Sweet Carla Jean. Every day, every day she'd walk in and for a quarter she'd buy a popsicle for herself and her baby sister and she'd walk back down to the house there. Carla Jean, yeah. Like, what if we made a movie where the last scene was just M. Night Shyamalan waking up? Yeah. <laughs> then so. that's fire. And that's, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> Said when they showed, when the Coen brothers showed, um, like what hairstyle they wanted him to have. He said, uh, Javier Bardem said, oh no, now I won't get laid for the next two months. And the Coen <laughs> brothers just high-fived. They were stoked. <laughs> they were like, yes, this is exactly what we want. This is it. Keep those legs strong. You don't need any sex while you're being Anton Sugar. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, yeah, we're talking about this movie. Um, no one else has ever. No. This is the first time anyone's ever talked about this movie. Groundbreaking stuff here. Don't e- people don't even know what they're in for. Like, how did this movie go undiscovered for this long? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. No Country for Old Men. Uh, it's a great movie. It's a movie that I actually did not see in its entirety until just until preparing for this uh, uh, podcast. What? <laughs> yeah, it's one of those movies that I had seen bits and pieces of, you know, for like one reason or another. But I had never like seen the whole story played from one to the other. I always knew what the whole movie was. I had seen the equivalent of the whole movie, <laughs> but I just hadn't actually, uh, you know, sat down through it. With the uh, emotions, and it was Fair. great. It makes mm-hmm. much more sense when you watch it like in a linear fashion. Mm, uh, like, oh, that's why everybody talks about this. I get it now. <laughs> that's why. Uh, before we get too much into this, uh, Spencer's here everybody uh hi spencer we uh decided to trade out riley again and bring in spencer uh it's it's pretty much the same thing right it's just the ones i honestly don't notice who i'm talking to any of the times but you know especially in this podcast format so it's it's cool riley spencer doesn't matter uh but Anyway, let's forget about that for right now and just go straight into uh, Spencer. What, what's your uh, initial reaction about this movie? Hot take. It's pretty good. Hot take, Spencer. Mm-hmm. Hot um, take. Blazing. Yeah, I've, I've always loved this movie. Um, big Coen Brothers fan. And I think this is definitely it's hard to pick favorite. It's in, uh, you know, I think it's interchangeable at the top there, but uh, definitely one of their best work. Uh, I mean, it's probably from their serious work. It might be their best. Um, I think the other ones near the top for me, like Inside Lewin Davis and like Oh Brother Where Art Thou, tend to lean more towards in, into the comedy and the weirdness that they are known for. Um, this is just like a technical marvel. I mean, it's shot amazing. The acting is incredible. Um, uh, Javier Bardem is one of the craziest <laughs> people I've ever seen because of this. Uh, he just killed it in the role, and yeah, I mean, it just gets better with every watch. Um, I yeah, I I really don't have anything bad to say about this movie. 
Uh, no, no, it's uh, it's great because it's based off an amazing book by Cormac McCarthy. And you see the book is much better. And we're going to only talk about the book because the imagery in the book is better. I'm just kidding, man. We're talking about movies here. Uh, Cormac McCarthy is probably, no, he's not probably. He's the greatest living American novelist we have, which is unfortunate because he's in his mid 80s. You know, he's getting up there and I don't know how many you know more masterpieces he has left in the tank. But until that guy stops breathing, that's the best we got. And you think he has multiple masterpieces before he dies? Uh, no, I okay. not left in his tank, but like <laughs> okay, he, okay. he might he might have one like you know great project still remaining. This guy he's unbelievable, man. This guy is yeah. like I said, just a true. He's a genius, is what he is. And uh, but they took that book, which is not his best novel, one of his best. It's up there. And they turned it into what I think is maybe the best movie of all time. Uh, the one of the uh, rare occasions that the movie really is better than the book, um, because it's just the, the what Spencer said. It, the visual aspect of this movie is absolutely off the chain, and you don't, obviously don't get that with the book. Um, but yeah, this is to me probably a top five movie of all time. Uh, I love this movie. I've seen it. I can't tell you how many times. And like Spencer said, it gets better every single time you watch it. You pick up a little thing here, a little nugget there. And uh, the Coen brothers mixed with Cormac McCarthy, very powerful, powerful uh, duo. Trio? Trio. In the in the beginning, when we're first meeting uh, Moss? Moss. I, I think Llewellyn Moss. Llewellyn. Llewellyn. Llewellyn Moss. Uh, when we first meet him, he's out hunting. Uh, and... Basic, I, as I'm like learning about the character, basing off of the first thing we see him do, which is not nail a shot from, he <laughs> was a decent way out, but he like, it was a bad shot. He didn't. <laughs> Missed he like, by several feet. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and so he had to track down a deer. And so like, my thinking was like, okay, he's not super capable but then the way he like carries himself through the rest of the movie says otherwise. So it was it was for me I felt like that was a little weird uh, like weird way to introduce him especially since immediately after he like stumbles upon the uh all the dead drug dealers and knows that their one guy would have gotten away so he tracks him down, waits him out till he dies so he doesn't have to deal with the guy. And then the way he's like stashing gun the gun away and everything it it looked more practiced than my assumption based off that first shot of him yeah you put me in that situation like the way he's just like unloading guns and you know taking clips out and stuff i'd be fumbling and shaking and crying and <laughs> he clearly was not afraid of the situation that he was in snot would be dripping from my nose you know i'd probably end up shooting myself uh he was solely fine with it uh, he clearly knows how to handle himself in a field for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was he was in Vietnam. Right. So that would explain like the gun knowledge. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, but you would have you would think that he I mean, it, you know, I guess everyone has a bad shot every so often, but I guess I would have just expected him to be more practiced at a rifle. Yeah. Well, maybe, you know, I think he knows how to handle himself very well, but maybe he's just not that good of a shooter. You know, because we saw him shoot guns plenty in this movie, and he doesn't really, he never, well, he never puts Anton down, so maybe he's just not that good of a shot. Someone you want I mean, in the field with you, but he just, 
misses. Yeah. <laughs> Anton's hard to put down, so we shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm not trying to. Shouldn't, yeah, shouldn't diss him for that. That's that fair. guy's a that guy's good. <laughs> that's staying alive. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the best. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's definitely top five. <laughs> Up there with Michael Myers. Terminator, Michael Myers, uh, <laughs> Anton Sugar. Yeah, they're uh, in a ring. See what happens. I I think this is probably my favorite Javier Bardem in anything. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. He he plays that crazy like real good, like real real good. Um, the like in uh, what was that other one? Um, what was the James Bond that he was in? Uh, Skyfall? I don't remember. Whichever one it was. Skyfall, I guess. <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> that, that, um, I, I don't know for sure if I think it was. Uh, it was Skyfall. <laughs> Keep that in. Keep that in. <laughs> like, damn, he does know he does know things about movies without Googling them. Wow, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, because he plays crazy in that, too. And he's really good in that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say he's not good in Skyfall, but like he—it's next level in this movie. Um, and I also think this might be my favorite Tommy Lee Jones. Um, Men in he, Black, though. Men in Black's good. <laughs> Agent K, you know, it, Agent K, bro. His like, iconic. He he plays a, <laughs> a he plays the the straight man really well in like those like comedic roles. Uh, which yeah. is why Men in Black works. You know, he he has like a few jokes throughout the movie, but mainly he's just there to like be super serious while Will Smith be is ridiculous. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the, there's something about his character, and I'm I, I'm still trying to nail down exactly like what his character was about in this movie, um, because he's like. I feel like he's smarter than he lets on when he's talking to, uh, uh, what's her name? Something Jean. Carla, Carla, Jean. Carla, Carla Jean. Carla Jean. Good old Carla Jean. Sweet Carla Jean. That's what we call her down, she, down at the good. corner store. Sweet Carla yeah. Jean. Every day, every day she'd walk in and for a quarter she'd buy a popsicle for herself and her baby sister and she'd walk back down to the house there. Carla Jean, yeah. <laughs> all, right, all right then. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, um, the scene where uh, he's talking to Carla Jean uh, about where Moss is, um, and he, what's in like, the moss? He talks about the the what's it called? Bolt the, gun? Is that what they're called? Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the bolt gun, the cow, oh. the cattle killer. Yeah. He like, prod. talks about like prod. nowadays that's the kind of thing that they use and like he was puzzled in the in a previous scene when he heard about the guy who was shot in the head and there was no bullet but then he comes around to that like did he actually not make the connection or did he make so. the connection and he just like is choosing to ignore it because he's about to be retired and doesn't want to get involved in this doesn't really want to get involved. I think he's kind of scatterbrained in a way. And he just kind of like, it's just something that came to him. Uh, but I mean, maybe he made that connection. Like you said, he is a very smart guy. Uh, very, he's old school. Um, I think, I think his character, Nick is more or less, I think he's scared, dude. I think he's, I think he's a scared. 
and, and not to say he's not a brave man by any means or, or a good man, but I think he's just, he's fearful of the world that is what is becoming. What, right. The things that he's seeing nowadays are not what he was seeing, you know, back in the day, which might not even be true. You know, because right. we'd hear the stories of like his uncle, you know, getting shot on the porch for absolutely no reason. These things were happening before his time, but it's an older man who is just, you know, kind of caught up in, in the newer worlds. And I think he's just kind of struggling through that a little bit, mm. um, a little fearful I, of what's going on, maybe. Okay. I, I, um, I saw it more as he kind of feels that no matter what he does, that that like evil is always going to be there. Like even if he takes down Shiger, like somebody else is going to be committing a crime elsewhere. So it's like that stuff's always going to be going on no matter what. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely part of it. Like uh, fate is a huge part of this movie, and you know, you not being able to do anything about your situation at times, and that's that's a, a strong theme throughout it. No matter what you do, you can live a, a straight, clean life, but if a psychopath walks up on you, there's nothing you can do about it. And that's why Anton Chigurh is one of the greatest villains in movie history, and he he frightens me. He's he's my favorite villain of all time because that what he embodies is probably my greatest fear. I fear the random. I fear like the random act. I act. I fear walking across the street in a car flying around the corner at 80 miles per hour and wiping me out. That's what Anton Chigurh is. You know, he's that force of pure randomness, chaoticness that, you know, is just out there in the universe. And, uh, that's some scary shit when he comes knocking at your door. Well, that that that, that explanation of him just pretty much uh, sums up the whole ending of the movie. Um, the the final shot where he's like driving in the car and gets T-bone. Not to jump all the way to the end of the movie before we're talking about that. <laughs> we do but, that every episode, so it doesn't really but matter. He, uh, yeah, he's just like driving through the intersection. He has a green light. But still just like random chaos, he gets T-boned and has to like walk away from the scene with a bone sticking out of his arm. Like, you know, it's it's all like, it's just randomness. Um, going back to uh, uh, Sheriff Bell for a second. Um, yeah. His, uh, so like spencer you're saying that it's more he his his perspective is uh more like uh, it's all just futile like there's no point to anything because the the evil is just always going to be there the no matter how much the world change like shitty things that are just going to keep happening and really doesn't matter what you do or how much you do that kind of shit's just still going to happen um yeah i think that's that's the way it sounded, the way I worded it. I don't know if that's quite what I meant, but, okay. um, that's but go I'm, on. With... That's why I'm just clarifying. Because okay. uh, with with that in mind, like if that's the case, then why reach out to try and help Moss out of this situation? Right. That's a good point. Yeah, I think it's main... I think I was thinking more of just from like all the characters' uh, kind of arcs throughout the movie. Um I think there's they're all kind of uh, at terms with like no their actions aren't really gonna matter when like everything just keeps going on. So it's like the evil's always gonna be there. Like Llewellyn could um, like if he takes the money or doesn't take the money, like the world's gonna keep going on, and you know so he's gonna take the money and try to make the best for him because everything else is kind of just like outside factors where you don't really know what's gonna happen. You don't 
have a choice in what happens, yeah. which is kind of where Shigeru comes in. So, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know that. Yeah. Like you said, like him helping Llewellyn, he wouldn't really have like that negative of a mindset where like, you know, everything's pointless because it's just right. going to happen regardless. But yeah. Okay. And he, he has a duty, you know, he, yeah. he clearly very much respects, you know, law enforcement and, you know, the, the principles of that. He, his family was involved with it. Um, he, he feels, he still feels like he has a duty to this country and um, to his county, even though he's, he very much knows he's outgunned, you know, but he's just doing what he can. Um, even though it, like I said, it, I think it scares him a bit. Um, yeah. um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh yeah. I was just going to add um, when, again, at the end, uh, just talk about the end <laughs> over there uh, <laughs> when Llewellyn dies and he sees those guys drive off. And I was, this time I, I hadn't really thought about it before, but why didn't he chase the guys? You know, it's like, you like, those are the guys that shot, <laughs> you know, like they're criminals. You should probably pursue them since you have sight on them, but he chose to just pull into the hotel and then like call, call the local law enforcement. I don't have them on my radio. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of an interesting choice as well. I, I think, yeah, it's, he's like, I ain't doing that. You yeah. know, there's three or four, <laughs> three or four dudes in the back, you know, in the truck and they're all strapped and they just committed uh, right. uh, who knows, you know, what kind of grizzly murder. We know something's going on here. Uh, I'm not going to follow them. I'll, uh, I'll pull in here <laughs> and check on my guy. You know, this is the reason why I'm here in the first place. So, right. I get that, but yeah, he, guns. Bla- if he would have just gone after them, guns blazing like a, a crazy person, that uh, probably wouldn't have ended up too well for for the old sheriff. In a in a more generic action movie, he would have. Mm-hmm. Or <laughs> yeah. a younger, or a younger man, a or younger a version younger of himself, you know, might have. But you and know, old, so, older sheriff is like no. So where I'm kind of falling is, uh, I guess uh, I, I lean a little bit more towards Remington's perspective. Where maybe he's a, he's just kind of afraid, uh, kind of of the situation. Like it, he starts his day by rolling up on a bunch of bodies, just like s- spread out in the desert. Like if that doesn't scare you, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He's <laughs> like, oh, I feel I feel calm now. Finally, <laughs> oh, for the God. first time in my life, this is it. <laughs> ah. Just like drops in the grass. <laughs> Sheriff, are you okay? I'm home. It's like catnip to the sheriff. <laughs> um, but also, I think like uh, like you said, Remington, like he he still has that like sense of duty. He's like you know his family steeped in uh you know law enforcement, and that's just kind of been a like defining piece of who he is as a person his entire life, and so he with that sense of duty um but then also coming to the later stages of his career he's starting to feel probably more like you know what's the point of all this i've been doing this stuff for however many years he's been working there and like he can still just like wake up one day and have to walk out to the see a bunch of people murdered in the desert you know what i mean so it's like it's having that like kind of like futility uh you know a, a sensation of like my job hasn't really mattered um i feel like that kind of leads him into like the reason why he's trying to help moss uh is because like maybe after a long career of having to deal with a lot of terrible shit he can 
end it because he's about to end his career in law enforcement. He can end it by doing one last good thing, and that's getting Moss out of trouble. That's saving Moss from how he knows the story is going to end. Um, and then once he fails at that, that's why he doesn't chase the guys that are rolling away with the guns because he's just trying to save Moss. That's the only thing he's concerned with. And then he mm-hmm. rolls up on Moss and he sees them and he's like, well, I, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that one good thing before I left. And that's just kind of where he leaves it. I feel like he goes to, uh, who's, who's the guy? Is that his dad that he sees in like at the end that's of the his, movie? Or? That's his brother, I brother. believe, isn't it? Yeah. I was going to say, like, <laughs> uh, dad's fucking yeah. old. <laughs> yeah, he's um, still kicking. <laughs> out here making, yeah, making one cup of, one pot of coffee per week. Oh, God. Yeah. But, but, don't, but don't worry, even if there's some left over, I'll make a fresh, you know, next pot. Every week. That's great. Um, yeah, he's, uh, he goes to Go. him and he's asking, talking to him about, like, the, some guy that he put away that died in prison and he's like what would you have done if he had like gotten out and i think he's trying to see he's like testing the waters for himself because he's like do i want to pursue this anymore like i wasn't able to save moss should i keep going and try to track down the person who killed him and i he ultimately decides not to um, which is the right choice. I don't. I really don't think uh, the sheriff is gonna be much of a uh, obstacle. For, uh, no, uh, Anton. No, that guy has a, a pretty strong ability to just mow down whatever is in front of him. No questions asked. Uh, yeah, poor, poor sheriff. Completely outnumbered there. It's taking on an army. Yeah, and he's just yeah. I don't know. I feel Even like that's a, I feel like that's a good place to to kind of leave it for his character, I guess. Like I, I I've kind of that's helped me understand his character. Yeah, the a bit the, more, the imagery the the last scene where he's talking about the dreams, the the imagery there is important, but we don't even need to discuss that cuz I guarantee every other podcast to talk about this movie <laughs> has discussed it. So, who cares about the fire? Fuck dreams. <laughs> Fuck dream sequences. Unless I write them, then they're tight. Because <laughs> I write a lot of them. <laughs> because that's because they're a huge crutch, and I rely on them for every scene that I do. Every one of my scripts ends with a character waking up from a dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it every single thing it's it genius. begins it begins with them waking up from a dream, and it ends with them waking up from a dream. So you really have no idea what happened. If you could There's levels to it. If you could somehow write multiple stories where that always happens, but you somehow trick the audience into not expecting it by the end of the story, that would be amazing. Yeah. It's like I didn't like, expect it. I knew it was coming. How did I still not expect it? <laughs> yeah, they're reading your twelfth novel. Like he did it again. <laughs> it was a dream. Like the son of a bitch. He did and it like again. Shyamalan just made all his movies end with he was a ghost the whole time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's m night Shyamalan. the the last 30 seconds of the movie is m night Shyamalan waking up him himself waking up and that's the end of every single one of his movies so every single one oh, of his movies man. is just himself dreaming <laughs> that's that's genius <laughs> i don't know i think that would get him shot honestly if you just like keep yeah. doing that over and over again some fan's going to run up on you and but what if probably, it was like 
like what if we made a movie where the last scene was just M. Night Shyamalan waking up? Yeah. <laughs> then so. that's fire. That's, yeah, that's crazy. That, dude, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, that's insane. That'd be, that'd actually legitimately be one of the biggest plot twists uh, <laughs> that like anybody could think of. That's pretty meta. <laughs> the entire movie is just a throwaway dream that M. Night Shyamalan had on a random Wednesday <laughs> after drinking too much. That's what your movie was. Nicole. He just wakes up, there's a bunch of beer cans next to him. Yeah. <laughs> Hung over. I don't even drink dream. beer. That shit was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to talk about the motel scene. Rob Schneider? Oh. <laughs> okay. The, we can uh... talk about that too. <laughs> just throwing that out there. Yeah. Uh, the, the scene where uh, uh, Anton first... Uh, catches up to moss mm-hmm. and they're at the same motel together um so the the guys in the room are from the cartel or whatever the the drug dealers right yeah, cartel we'll call them cartel um so they also had one of those little tracker doodads to be able to home in on the signal yes is what we end up finding out <laughs> uh <laughs> tracker doodad i don't know what, uh, what you call it it's not gps Carla Jean, you run down the store and you get one of them tracker do ads for your little sister now. Here's your quarter. Here's your quarter. Everything got a quarter at this store. They got a quarter. <laughs> this is always But it, Mama's I'm, that's our popsicle money. <laughs> this movie this this movie was set in the eighties. It's not like it was that long ago. Like right. <laughs> Carla Jean, you get one of them tracker do ads. You gotta go find that two million dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get you to texas state yeah off topic from what i was talking about but i didn't realize when this movie was supposed to take place like throughout most of the movie the only thing that the the thing that tipped me off as to when this was because i didn't even notice the fact that nobody was using a phone throughout the whole course (laughs) of the movie but like the thing that noticed that i noticed was his beer had a, a pull tab on it Mm-hmm. Um, it was like one of the old style cans that actually like yeah. ripped off the can, um, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" It's like, huh. see, he's drinking some vintage ass beer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How Ma- long has that been sitting around? <laughs> like, yeah, Ma- Moss is either living in the early '80s or he's the biggest hipster I've ever seen in the state of Texas. <laughs> one of the two is true. I don't know which one. Like, oh, they're using a payphone? Okay, it's the 80s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dead giveaway. Damn it. I mean, honestly, I, I would try to use a payphone whenever possible. I mean, I don't know how possible it is anymore. but like... Yeah, you got to break down the freeway. <laughs> like, if you're trying to run away from somebody, I don't, I don't want to have to buy a freaking burner phone every time I need to call somebody. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. That would be expensive. You got $2 million. I don't have a briefcase full of $2 million. (laughs) (laughs) You're like running for your life trying to get away with $2 million. And you're like, ah, but like a track phone is like 30 bucks. (laughs) I got to buy the card and the phone. (laughs) How how much are minutes? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You're just in a best spot. The thing about the, so he, Carla Jean's talking to him uh after he gets back from give trying to give water to the the guy in the truck and uh he says to her like carly Jean, at what point would you stop looking for your two million dollars how does he know there was two million dollars in there because if he counted 
that's fine. I can accept that. But he probably would have found the tracker if he actually counted how much money was in there, especially because the tracker was like kind of at the top when the, the top layers of it. Yeah. Th that's the only plot hole. Like it's not even a plot hole, but it's like one of the only like little pieces of like plot armor that aren't perfect that I could find in this movie. Yeah. And it's like, I, I, and I don't care. I just, yeah. I don't know. I'm just trying to find something. But like, I don't know about you, but if I get a suitcase full of money, the first thing I'm going to do, I'm not going to necessarily count it, but I'm at least going to go through it to make sure what it is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like if I see a bunch of stacks that are labeled $10,000 on the top, I'm like, are they all $10,000? Are these all $100 bills? Like I'm at least going to be fanning through all of those. I feel like I would have found that tracker before I even left the dead guy in the desert. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's kind of my logic as well. I probably would have gotten out there clean. Although I wouldn't have been able to, like, track it down in the first place, you know. I wouldn't have been able to follow the blood trail. I would be like, oh, that's a blood trail. I'm definitely not following it. I'm running the other <laughs> way as fast as possible. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a hurt dog over there. Like, some shit went down. I'm out. Yeah. But that's that's the difference between me and Llewellyn Moss, besides <laughs> a billion other things. That's why you'll never be a millionaire. I'll never hopefully die on the bottom floor of a seedy hotel, you know. Hey, um, Some that's. Yeah, I was gonna try to make it cool, but it's not. <laughs> there's no, there's, I, I realize there's nothing tight about dying on the bottom floor of a seedy motel yet. Uh, for some of us, that's all we could wish for. <laughs> the peak of my so, existence well, was dying on a floor that hasn't been vacuumed in in two weeks. So here's a question. Wait, was he dead in the pool, or was he in the motel? Motel. He was in the motel. Oh, yeah, the other guy. It was just one of the other guys was in the pool. Because there was a dead guy in the pool, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he was He was wearing the same shirt. He was, uh, yeah, like in the hallway there of the, uh, right. the hotel room, right when you walk in. Because I was thinking, because he has that conversation with the lady at the pool, where she's, like, trying to get him to come drink, and he's like, oh, I'm a married man. So I was like, for a second, I thought it implied that he went back to party with her and then those guys ran up and shot him and he died in the pool <laughs> i think i thought that the first time i watched it yeah um yeah it's pretty easy to, to think that i mean i, I want to know watch, that sorry, happens sorry. it just happens so quick and yeah. you're just like whoa wait it really shows you like yeah he's not the main character of this thing at all like he dies unceremoniously like in a off-screen death you know yeah. so you just pull up his body's there okay we're moving on you know he's gone uh and that's really cool i wish they would have showed i mean i like how they did it but i would have liked to have seen how the murder went down because, uh, I mean, he, he knew something was coming. You know, he was paranoid as hell. So I wonder how they got him to open that door, you know? Um, yeah. It's interesting. Because, like, yeah. the uh, the window wasn't shot out. You know, they didn't, like, just go full guns blazing and just light up the place. No, they, mm -hmm. they got him to open that thing. So, Or maybe know. they caught him before he made it back to his room. You yeah, know what I mean? And he was, he was running back. Or maybe right as he got back to his room. And they were just, like, waiting to ambush him. Who knows? Yeah, but yeah. like he didn't Doesn't matter. He didn't go out like a punk. Like he, uh, he at least took one guy down. <laughs> you know, when it was like him versus five guys, he still at least got a shot off. Yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe he's a better shot than I was giving him credit for. I forgot he did get that guy. That's a good point. 
He's good at close range, not long range. It's where, like, he, it's where he suffers. Sheriff Bill walks by <laughs> this guy, like, bleeding, crawling away, who's, like, right next to an automatic weapon, and just, just like, keeps on walking, like, oh, I'm huh. just going to leave that guy there. <laughs> <laughs> he probably won't do anything. Like, this job sucks. <laughs> he just, like, he, he really doesn't do anything for the situation. He just, like, walks up and then tells one of the people in the in the room to go call the call police. Call the police. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably just like you you're the cop <laughs> see your badge yeah, it was, i think he explained it was out of his jurisdiction i think is what it was um, yeah he said he didn't have them on the radio the local okay. law enforcement on the radio yeah yeah so. but still yeah that's that's not a good look but just like from their perspective they just see a cop <laughs> yeah, so walk right. up after like a bunch of fucking sh- <laughs> assault rifles or shooting somebody and He's like, yo, that shit, that was crazy. Call the cops, bro. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not dealing with it. I need a drink, man. Is, is there a bar in you this motel? <laughs> does, it, does any motel have a bar? Is that what separates a motel from a hotel? I think that might be, I think we're onto think something we just, here. Yeah, I think we finally figured it out. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. So <laughs> we got off topic, but going back to the motel scene that I was talking about before, <laughs> um, just total badass scene like he comes in just blazing just freaking taking fools out that first guy he like shoots his hand off or almost <laughs> all the way off uh first like he missed he like uh, is trying to keep him from reaching for something i guess um but then like everyone else he just like lights up right away and it's like if you're the guy like hiding in the shower like mm-hmm. Do, do you pick up a gun and fight back? You just stand there and wait for him to come over and shoot you. Like, yeah. have you ever seen Scarface, idiot? Like, come on, you're in a white shower curtain. You gotta, you gotta fight back, man. You know, <laughs> bad things are about to happen to you. It's impossible to say what you would do in that kind of life or death situation. But like, I feel like you chose poorly. <laughs> <laughs> Did not end well. So yeah, I'm not saying I would do a whole lot better, but I wouldn't do that. I know that. I want to just be like, nah. I'd I would just like shoot start myself shooting through the wall. Right? Try to that's, scare him off. That's the move. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. even if you're like to the situation, to the point where he's like in the same room as you, he then like grabs the curtain and like pulls it over so he doesn't get splashed. And it's like, you know what he's about to do. <laughs> Fucking yeah, like I grab was... the gun, jump at him, like do something. <laughs> yeah, I thought that. I'd never thought that before, but this time watching it. I was like, when he's closing the thing, he can't see you. Just, like, grab the end of the gun and, like, pull him in or, like, something. Yeah. You know, there's it's definitely like, a chance to fight back in that situation. Like, I don't think if it was me in that situation that I'm actually going to get the upper hand and actually, like, be able to survive the situation. But I'm not just going to go out like that. Like, <laughs> no. I got to do something. Yeah. <laughs> That guy was like, I could just take this bullet and end it, or I could fight back and it'll be probably a more painful death. <laughs> yeah, like, I can get my hand shot off first trying to grab the gun and then get shot in the head, or I can just <laughs> take the L here. Uh, yeah, the guy that got shot in the arm, though, it was like, go, go, gadget arm all of a yeah. sudden. That was crazy looking. <laughs> if you really like go frame by frame on that, it's pretty wild. It's cool. Well done. Yeah, that guy gets lit up, and then he flies against the wall in the second shot. He gets real real bad end of the stick there uh but yeah he i love how sugar just walks around barefoot with shotguns and like air compressed tanks uh it's 
pretty tight. He's, he's just a phantom, you know, he's able to go where he wants to go at all times without any foot traffic around him. Anybody seeing him, you know, he's, he's just a ghost. Uh, as I said, this, this pure ball of chaos is what he is. His shotgun. So tight. So cool with the, the huge silence. Yeah, him. he's got two of the best weapons in movie history as well. I mean, they're both very unique weapons. Uh, the, the shotgun looks super tight. We've seen silent shotguns before, sure, but I don't know one that looks as cool as his. And then, yeah, he was I in think like the, the Coen brothers made that. They had that silencer like made specifically oh, for really? the movie. So it was like a thing that didn't really Makes exist. Sense. Or at least in that iteration, you know? Yeah. Because, like, yeah, and then the, the kettle thing i don't even know what to call it but i mean there's your there's your plot hole right there is the fact that you'd be able to silence a shotgun to the point where people in the room next door wouldn't hear it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but it's a big piece of shiny metal on the end so it of is. course it would it just looks be like, badass don't get me pew, wrong pew. <laughs> pew, pew. <laughs> can't hear anything so i think the official name for like the cattle air compressor thing is a pistol say it again bolt pistol. at least that's what wikipedia is calling it a okay. bolt pistol bolt pistol there's a section on the wikipedia page for the bolt pistol okay and it just said uh, one of the sections is titled use for homicide nice oh, God. <laughs> it's like at and it has like three examples and then it says in fiction so pants on sugar so my plan now is pennywise really it got Apparently, somebody used a bolt pistol on Pennywise in the new It movie. I never, the never saw one. the the second one. Um, it was in the first one. <laughs> saw the first one. Don't remember that at all. Yeah. Um, the uh, I think that actually that's the way to get away with murder in the future is you use one of those, you know, person's dead, and then you take a bullet that has been shot. And you pick it up and you place it in their forehead. So they're like, oh, that person got shot. We got to look for the gun, the murder weapon, and people, the person that has a gun, they come to my house and they're like, well, you just got a bolt pistol. You're clearly <laughs> just a farmer. Like, yeah, I'm just a cattle, cattle farmer, man, living in a city away from the cattle. So just for future reference. I guess. Why are they so quick to they're like automatically think you're a suspect but you can get away with it that easy <laughs> the police <laughs> talk really to me every up. time there's a local murder yeah. <laughs> they've been suspicious of me for a while <laughs> <laughs> haven't caught me yet though nope 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 and i just told them all my plans on the internet which is bold strategy cotton let's see how it pays off for me but <laughs> if one were to murder, murder someone <laughs> yeah i'm doing the oj simpson thing if i were to murder somebody this is how i would do it not that i would ever <laughs> do it that's one of the craziest moves of all time oh, the, the, the number one number one craziest move of all time is oj writing a book about how he could do it if he wanted to do it i don't agree with that that was weird it's like, dude, okay. You got away with it. Just you like, won, dog. You won. <laughs> Chill. And like, pay and those legal fees. You, you yeah. think like the like publisher or anybody involved in promoting this was like, OJ, OJ. I got to tell you, I, this is a uh, this is not a good look. <laughs> it's like I don't know, you know, man. They probably just saw the dollar signs and we're in. <laughs> 
OJ Simpson versus Anton Chigurh. Who wins, fam? Anton. Anton Chigurh. Definitely Anton. <laughs> but Anton never rushed for 2,000, though. <laughs> Anton Chigurh should write a book. How he'd kill OJ. <laughs> God. Yeah, the entire book would just be him talking about, like, if he should write the book or not. And, like, <laughs> flipping a coin. Flipping a coin, like, probabilities. <laughs> and, like, how the pieces of paper got to him. Like this piece of paper has been traveling for 14 months to get to my possession ever since it was cut down the tree. And I too have gotten here from 14 months ago. Now, I'm to just flip like the coin paper. and write. <laughs> I have so much in common with this paper. It's like, I just, I need you to sign your name, man. Like, like please, <laughs> please do it. Just sign the pen. receipt so we can all go home. <laughs> But this pen, how how long did this pen travel to get here? Like, I opened the pack today. <laughs> like, oh, friendo. Friendo, now you got to die. That scene is crazy. That uh, scene is crazy. It's the, 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 the poor uh, clerk, you know, as his, the realization of, like, the, the reality that he's in. He's slowly realizing it, and it's kind of trickling over him. And then you know, before he decides to call it heads or tails, he's really realizing like, oh, this is for my life now. Great. <laughs> like, well, I, I got no option here. And he, he gets it right, thank God. But uh, yeah. lucky quarter. Keep saying like, I, I need to close the store. I just, I need to close the store right now. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please just let me close the store. <laughs> I'm begging also, you, man. So he, he should not have told Anton Sugar that he lives out back. That was questionable. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, oh, no, that's just a guest house. I, I'm going <laughs> to like a few miles away. You're like, oh, no, I don't own the property. I just work here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, my wife my, my father-in-law who who really hates your guts uh and your entire general philosophy lives back there you should uh go say what's up to him since i married into it yeah i, li- I like that little exchange that he had he's like I, it's not a way i'm putting it it's just how it is <laughs> like yeah yeah, it, everything he says is just unnerving man it's just like oh god i would hate to be in this situation like guy pissing his pants right now anton speaks in complete absolutes you know there's there's no metaphors there's you know it's just pure absolutes and mm-hmm. uh he really doesn't like it when people do talk in something that might be you know a little bit of metaphor you know or something that's not the complete truth of whatever they're talking about um and yeah that upset him like <laughs> you know no yeah. that is what happened <laughs> i'm laying this out for you uh and yeah, he's fucking that case. <laughs> he tells the guys, like, keep that. Don't put it in your pocket. It's your lucky quarter. And then he's like, okay. He's like, no, it is your lucky quarter. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like, yeah, that guy was definitely going to kill me if I didn't answer right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then he brings it back to, like, the reality where he's just like, but it is just a quarter. Yeah. You know, okay. he's like, even though I'm talking all this crazy shit, it is just a quarter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. That makes, yeah. It, it, the way he talks just makes my brain hurt sometimes. It's just like, you're, you're crazy, man. <laughs> Please don't kill anyone else. He's, he's absolutely insane, but he definitely does have a certain code that he lives by. You know, there yeah. is certain parameters. And Carson Wells, the Woody Harrelson character, he touches on that. He's like, this guy, he... 
he does have principles. They're crazy principles. You know, he's out of his mind clearly, but he does have you know some set of standards that he he lives by. Uh, the right. rules in his his own made up universe for himself, and uh, that makes him a better villain, a cooler villain, uh, as opposed to just being a, a you know a homicidal maniac like Woody Harrelson also calls him at the beginning. But <laughs> there are a lot of those around, so that's why <laughs> having a little bit of a, a moral compass is is a nice touch. Yeah, I think the. Uh, gas station attendant said this too but Carla Jean definitely said it at the, at the end she's like you don't have to do this like you don't have to flip that coin you don't have to kill me type of thing but he's like no I this is this is what's happening yeah <laughs> I made a promise yeah it's like, but, so but you killed the guy that. you made the promise to so now you don't have to break <laughs> you don't need to keep the promise because he's dead <laughs> checking his boots once he leaves the house for the blood yeah, he's not a fan of getting blood on him, clearly. Unless it's his own. Then he has, like, an absolute surgical ability to, you know, heal himself, which is another something that I have no ability to ever pull off. I hate noodles more than anything. <laughs> I can never stick myself with a needle to stitch myself up. That sounds insane. He also has an insanely high tolerance of morphine, or I'm assuming it was morphine that he ejected himself because he um, he loaded that entire syringe up and he popped that right into his system. That was it's a lot of a lot of probably morphine, you know. And he was able to take it, and not overdose or anything. So Anton probably has some type of substance abuse problem as well. Yeah, it seems so. And he's really skilled at breaking. He knows exactly how to like distract everyone so he can go steal the drugs. <laughs> he's done that before. <laughs> Yeah, they, when they first uh, come up on the car that he burnt out on the fields, they're like, how, how does the car even burn that way? And yeah. then it shows you how he blows it up. It's like, no, there's a specific way you do this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that shot of him just walking away from the car and it explodes while he's limping. It, that's, I just remember seeing that when it was like nominated for the Oscars and stuff. They would always show that clip. Right. Like, oh, this is so badass, dude. <laughs> but he's so crazy. He's, he's evil. I don't like him, do I? <laughs> He's, he's definitely uh, he's he's a crazy psychopath but like he's also kind of cool <laughs> like he's 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 got some swag to him you know what i mean like definitely cool yeah in the weirdest ways possible <laughs> yeah because his haircut is terrible he's a yeah. dork yeah it. like <laughs> yeah <laughs> but somehow he's awesome yeah yeah because he's he is absolutely in control of every situation right. you know absolutely. if he's rolling up on the scene He's the man there, you know. He he decides the outcome of whatever is going on in this, in the situation. Even though, yeah, aesthetically, he's a dork. Uh, the haircut's weird. He moves weird. He talks strange. But he's cool as shit at the same time. Yeah. He's truly an anomaly. There was uh, this was on. I just found this trivia when I was reading stuff online about the movie. But uh, said when they show when the Coen brothers showed. Um, like what hairstyle they wanted him to have. He said, uh, Javier Bardem said, oh no, now I won't get laid for the next two months. And the Coen <laughs> brothers just high-fived. They were stoked. <laughs> they were like, yes, this is exactly what we want. This is it. Keep those legs strong. You don't need any sex while you're being Anton Chigurh. <laughs> but that, that was perfect too, because I feel like Anton is like an asexual character. Yeah. You know, like he's not interested in, in women or men. Like he's just like sex. No, like that's not for yeah. me. You know, like I am an unstoppable force. Like I, he, he gets pleasure in different ways. Yeah. He's like above 
sex. He's like, I have elevated to a plane higher than sex. <laughs> is, is murder a higher plane than sex? Uh, may, maybe to a psychopath? <laughs> yeah, in, in a way. <laughs> I think like, you can... I get off, yeah. Yeah, you definitely feel a lot of different things than sex <laughs> when you murder someone. <laughs> I guess, I would assume. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I cry the same, you know, it's just... <laughs> I can't tell a difference. You're like, oh, is this what it feels like? No wonder yeah. people do this. <laughs> it might feel amazing. <laughs> um, Are you talking about or, sex yeah, or murder? Just... <laughs> <laughs> Never had sex. That's why he doesn't know what he's missing out on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was his childhood like? We we have no, you know, we know nothing about his past. You know, nothing. Right. He, we know, know nothing about his future. I think he was also in Vietnam, right? Was that mentioned? I don't think so. I thought he I, went to Nam at some point. I don't I think, think anybody was... knows who he is. Okay. Like the only that person might be in the book. The only person who gave us any real, like, tangible thing to hold on to was Carson. Uh, he's the only one who actually gave us anything about him, but he like still spoke about him very generally. Like he, you know, maybe yeah. only knew him by reputation. Mm-hmm. They've been around yeah, him I'm... one or two times. Yeah, they 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 they, they were for the same. Him. Yeah, they work for the same people, you know, right. or they run in the same circles of whatever this like high, like like American cartel, like the American side of the cartel, you know, whatever those people are. They they work for those people, so they've probably been around each other, same room at least. But yeah. Anton doesn't seem like the type to really open up to anybody right. yeah, and tell him about his past. I think I think it is alluded, maybe it was in the book that he was maybe yeah, secret service, like not secret service, but like some some military you know, faction or whatever. Yeah, uh, I remember. But uh, who knows? Yeah, they didn't even if he was, specifically. he seems like the type to get discharged. You know, I don't think he can really follow orders. <laughs> you know, like he seems yeah. like he has his own agenda even when he is following orders. Yeah, it was an essay that I was reading that was kind of making a lot of comparisons to like these people are, I don't know, they were trying to make the claim that like these, a lot of these characters are coming out of the Vietnam War and it's kind of like how people react to being in the war. Like Anton Chigurh goes over there and he comes back and he's just like wants to murder people still. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> I'm not done war. with that. Um, but yeah, that definitely, yeah, that was just in an essay that wasn't mentioned in the movie or anything. I really like Carson Wells. He's one of my, my favorite characters in this film. He, uh, he's definitely grown on me. I remember what? not liking him as that much but this time i was like this is working <laughs> what he's doing it <laughs> any anything what he does i'm like this is great you know like truly anything i'm i'm an absolute sucker for woody harrelson so um you it's, put him on screen i'm like this movie just got better <laughs> i always forget this but every time i hear it it blows my mind that his dad was a hitman and like killed a federal <laughs> judge that's insane i didn't know that that's crazy yeah. huh. oh my god i didn't know that either kill a federal judge <laughs> I yeah, I believe so. He, well, he never got. Did he get out? Of, is he? A, you don't I'm get out of prison dead. for killing a federal judge. Yeah, I don't think. yeah. I'll have to fact check that, but that's crazy. He's either in jail or dead. So, so Woody, Woody is just kind of like tapping into previous experiences of the family lineage to do some of these parts that he does. Yeah, hella tight. I I just kind of wish that they gave him a little bit more to do. Uh, Carson didn't really do much like he tracked down moss and then immediately left him he like found the briefcase but didn't pick it up and then he just like goes back to his hotel room and dies <laughs> it's like he served his only real purpose as far as the story is concerned 
is to tell us more about Anton. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. It kind of just advances the plot a little bit there, doesn't he? But um, he's really cool, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I liked I I liked what I was getting from the character, and I was kind of hoping to see him like do something. <laughs> but he just kind of. Did- how did he know to go to the border and look down? Did Llewellyn tell him he threw the money down there? I think he just assumed so. You know, yeah, like okay. where, like where, where would he possibly have hid this money if he doesn't have it on the hotel? You know, yeah. and then he's kind of putting two together, two and two together as he's walking through the border. Yeah, he's probably um, just retracing his steps. And yeah, like, okay. Was like this is probably where about where I would have tossed it over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Car- Carson Wells clearly has. A high skill level in what he does right. he just again ran into a buzzsaw that was anton chigurh who got the drop on him which that's what anton does so it's not really his fault necessarily but uh carson also probably should have been smart enough to realize that he was getting into that situation you know and not gotten involved it seemed like he very much knew what anton was capable of but obviously even underestimated him he called him just a normal psychopath he's more than that yeah, it's like superhero <laughs> psychopath. Definitely, you don't want to lump him in with just a regular psychopath. Yeah, he's regular psychopaths die. You know, like Anton, he just keeps surviving. He's he's a cockroach. The hotel room scene with uh, Carson Wells and Anton. When the phone rings, I actually jumped like <laughs> like it, uh, it, was, it, 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 it was a jump scare for me it actually got me i thought it was like that was gonna be the spot where it's just bam he's dead but I'm like, oh no it's just the phone and i was like but he still just immediately kills him right after that anyway that's great because woody jumps also yeah but he's like oh, oh, oh wait no i'm good am i and then he, <laughs> he's not but i was yeah i was right there with him <laughs> um i thought that was really good and then it ends up being Moss on the other end of the phone and they have their whole exchange and that's where he tells him, it's like, I can either kill your wife or not kill your wife. And he's like, uh, fuck you. And just like, basically. <laughs> that, that's where you really see where like, uh, Moss is caught up in this all of a sudden. You know, he, he is not part of this world. This is a world that he knows nothing about. He's an absolute stranger in this heroin drug dealing world, whatever this is, whatever he stumbled upon. And uh, it's basically what Carson was telling him, you know, he's like, Hey man, like, you know, you might have some skills, you might've fought numb, whatever, but this isn't for you. You know, that guy over there is on a different level. You know, we, you don't want to get involved with this. Give me the money and I'll, you know, get you out of here. But he, you know, thought that he he could handle, he can hang with it, and clearly, it's just there's different levels to this, and that's why Moss got got. Yeah. Oh, uh, one thing we didn't really talk about, um, which I wanted to, was the uh, the in the conversation between Sheriff Bell and Carla Jean. Uh, he tells her a story, uh, the story of Charlie what Wassler Wassler mm-hmm. whatever it is. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, go Charlie. He used to go down the corner store too for twenty five cents a day, <laughs> pick a piece of rope, and go tie his cattle up. Uh, he tells us uh, like this guy was, uh, you know, a, a butcher, or you know, he ran cattle or something like that. But either way, he was kill- He went to kill a steer, 
glanced uh, the shot and it ricocheted, hit him in the shoulder, and he has never been able to re- even reach up to grab his hat anymore. So good. And uh, I during that scene, that's like the first uh, scene with uh, uh, Tommy Lee Jones, where I'm like, he's like really good in this scene. Like, uh, the, like in this part, he's really yeah, he's, really good. He's he's cooking. Yeah, he um, starts to open up there. And he like tells this whole story, and then the callback to that conversation when Carla Jean calls him to tell him where Moss is. Um, she's like, "That story you were telling me about Charlie is was that true?" And he's like, "Charlie?" And he's like, "Oh yeah." He's like, "Well, I can't vouch for every particular detail, but it's true that it's a story." <laughs> yeah, he didn't he didn't cover that one well. Um, but I mean, at the same time, it's like, it didn't matter. Like the point was the thing that, you know, mattered. He still was able to make the point. Um, and that's like the the purpose, the story, the story, uh, sold, but I just, I loved it so much, uh, the way he's just like, well, I can confirm that it's a story. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that, That holds up in a court of law very well. Like, like, no, under oath, I promise that. I don't know if it's factual, but it is a story that I'm telling you for sure. <laughs> I can guarantee that. Yeah, he's good. They're, they're back and forth is really good together. Carly Jean's and, and Tommy Lee's. Uh, I like that a lot. They, their rapport with each other on screen was really good. Uh, felt very, you know, old timey. Uh, you know, like a, a real relationship that, uh, you know, a little town sheriff would have with its townspeople. It's really well done. Yeah, Carly Jean. Plays Carly Jean. She's awesome. I don't readily recognize her or think I've seen her in much besides that, but I thought she killed it as Carla Jean. I mean, you know, the the Coen brothers are giving her some awesome dialogue to rifle off, but <laughs> yeah, no, she, she nails it though. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But like, uh, when she like You're shows talk. up, she shows up and <laughs> knows that Moss is dead and like the expression like falls over her face of, you know, being sad for, you know, her husband being dead. Um, that was really great. That was just like, I totally believed her in that, that moment. That was just like a really intense, you know, moment for her character. And it, she totally sold it. Her mom was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many people I know. <laughs> I know the, the, the way oh, they dressed her, the way they dressed her character up, the big googly glasses straight <laughs> out of like trailer park boys, you know, and, uh, just out of her damn mind, off her rocker 100%. She clearly has Alzheimer's or something else on top of the cancer. You know, there's a lot going on there. And uh, yeah, just out of it. And the way they play her is really well done too. That entire scene is is really nice. Uh, one, one thing I, I wanted to talk about before we're, we wrap up talking about uh, uh, Carson Wells. When he's in the office, the guy who's giving him the job uh, and is like telling him what he needs, and then as he's leaving, he's like, "I counted the floors from outside the building, and there's a floor missing in this building." That never like comes up again. That's never. That's not anything. That's just like, what is that? Like, <laughs> it seems like such a weird thing for him to bring up to not have a payoff in any way, or like to ever be even thought of again throughout the rest of the movie. From from what I remember, there's a payoff of that in the book. Okay. Yeah, that kind of like comes around a little bit more. I it's been some time since I've read the book, but I I, I do remember that there was something to that. Um, but yeah, it is kind of a cool, and it might just be a reference to like you know, most buildings don't have the thirteenth story in their building. You know, it's yeah, not I labeled as such of because of like 
luck, you know, associated with number 13. But also it could just be that that entire floor is, is a ghost floor, you know, like you right. can't go to that floor unless you have like the proper key or, you know, the, the access to get there. Right. Um, because clearly there's some, some insidious stuff going on in that floor that, the elites don't want you to know about. So I, I like either way, uh, either of those concepts is kind of cool. But yeah, there was no payoff in the movie. It never came back to that. And clearly Anton Chigurh was able to run up on there no problem himself. So, you know, it wasn't that well guarded. Right, yeah. Like he knew. I, I just thought that was weird. It, it just yeah. like with their, the exchange leading up to that point, because like he already like was getting up to leave the room and does the like stop and turn around as like, do you validate as like a joke? And then he goes to leave again and has another turnaround where he's like, I, I think there's a floor missing in your building. <laughs> um, we'll look into that. Yeah, it just it's it was <laughs> I felt like there was enough attention drawn to it that I was expecting a payoff. I don't know, it was a small thing. Ultimately, yeah. it didn't matter for the point of the movie. But, uh, you know, I, I tend to get hung up on those things. And I'm like, what did that mean? And then I go back watching through the movie and I'm like, I must have missed something. And then I'm like, no, I just, I, they tricked me into rewatching their movie immediately again. <laughs> Damn it. Should have just Googled it. The Coen brothers are trolls though. Like, they, <laughs> yeah. they definitely put stuff in there to like mess with you. So I'm not saying that's necessarily one of them, right. but I wouldn't put past them. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he, uh, when Moss comes back to the States and then goes back to that clothing store he was at the day before, and he's, like, in a hospital gown, um, <laughs> that store just has really great customer service. Like, <laughs> the, the, just can't get that today. <laughs> yeah, the, the shopkeeper is just, like, I, I love that character. <laughs> this guy who comes in, he clearly recognized him right off the bat. He's like, oh, how are the shoes working out for you? Like, whatever you're wearing is your business. I don't care. <laughs> and then he's like, Oh, they're doing fine, but I need everything else. And he's like, okay, yeah, sure. No problem. Let me help you with that. And he's like, and like, even Moss seemed like thrown by it because he's like, do a lot of people come in here, not wearing clothes. Cause he didn't react at all. And he's like, no, this is pretty odd. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, in the deep Texas in the 80s, you might have gotten a different reaction, you know, than, than that shopkeeper gave him. So he was probably like, oh, this cool. This guy doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm looking like an insane person right now. He's just trying to trying to make some cheddar. Yeah, he's like, great. I like this. This is my best Spicy customer of all time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you need a jacket, you need a shirt. You need Every pants. day he loses his clothes and comes back to my store with plenty of cash i don't know where he gets all this cash from it's a little bloody but that's fine i'll take it it's time for everyone's favorite game were you paying attention quack quack let's find out all right gentlemen this is how the game works uh i have compiled a list of questions here uh that are pulled from specifics of the movie that we've just been talking about you, I will read the question to you, and you will be able to have a chance to answer by jumping in with the buzzword. Uh, as soon as you know the answer, feel free to buzz in. Uh, keep in mind that even if you jump in and try to answer before the multiple choice, uh, the other person will be able to answer if you get it wrong, and they will still be allowed to hear the, mul- uh, the multiple choice. So Spencer is one and zero on this podcast. Um, 
and were you paying attention? And I have to do everything in my power to knock him off today because I cannot let him have the best uh, winning percentage in show's history. So this is a big, big game, a lot riding on the line. Because if he goes up to 2-0, and oh my God, the smack that I would be talking if I was in his situation would be absurd. So I can't, can't allow that to It's going to get brutal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have to win for me and R- mainly Riley. Riley hasn't won a game in like nine weeks though so i don't know what he's he's up to uh so he won the the snow piercer was it I he wants he wants snow piercer um, yeah and he won the bonus round thanks killing oh did he yeah he won he's, uh, so he, he stole it away at the last second he was behind the whole game and then all of a sudden tied at the tied before the last question and came away with it okay well so some of the recent ones <laughs> But like the last like five that we've recorded, <laughs> I'm loving that ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, Everyone will see eventually. Uh, buzzword is Carla Jean. Carla Jean. <laughs> Carla Jean. Good old Carla Jean. 25 cents. Carla Jean. All righty, gentlemen. Question number one. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. All righty. What county was Sheriff Bell the sheriff of? Was it A, Dumble, B, Terrell, or is it C, Vicky? Carla Jane. Cart. Remington. Uh, damn it, I don't really know. B. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Is that what you were gonna guess, Spencer? I was gonna guess C, but I didn't know, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> That's that'd be a weird choice if you did know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> you, you think you know, like, te- I mean, I've never lived in Texas, but you think you know Texas a little bit until, like, there's a movie that takes place in Texas, and then they start listing all these little tiny cities and counties and stuff. It's like, oh, yeah, Texas is, you know, the size of, you know, most countries. It's huge. <laughs> it, it's absolutely oh, yeah. massive. <laughs> and there's just so many little, like, rinky-dink towns that I've absolutely never heard of. And, uh, yeah, they kind of blend together in this film. Alrighty, question number two. How many dead bodies does Moss first walk up on in the desert? Oh, gosh. Is it A, nine, B, seven, or C, five. Carla Jean. Carla Jean. That's Remington again. I'm going to say uh, C, five. That is incorrect. Spencer, oh. you have a chance to steal the point. What? Blasphemous. Do you want to hear the uh, uh, multiple choice again? No. No, it's, it's either A or B. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good job. I'm going to go... I'm going to go A. That is correct. Whoa, there's nine? There was nine bodies. Um, I thought it was five. I specifically said dead bodies because there was 10 people there, but the first time he walks up, the dude in the truck is still alive. Mm. So there was was 10 people total that died from that particular incident. (laughs) Mm. Uh, Question number three. What time... Is it when Moss finds the bag man dying under the tree? Carla Jean, what did I do that? Got <laughs> the gun, bro. If I, just, no, I... if I just hesitate for like two seconds <laughs> before <laughs> he giving the multiple, multiple choice, choice, he just jumps in with it. I just freak out. 
Uh, it's not like I don't know that the time was 11.38. No. That is Damn incorrect. it! It's really close, though. 11.40? <laughs> uh, uh, what are my options here? <laughs> so, the multiple choice, Spencer, is... Was it A, noon? Okay. Was it B, 1.42 p.m.? Or was it C, 11.39 a.m.? <laughs> I gotta go C. <laughs> that is correct. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Ram. <laughs> Rewind that shit. It was not 11.39. It was 11.38. How are you not giving it to me? <laughs> this is from... You should have waited. You would have had it. You would you would have just waited. This is the thing, though, Spencer. I try to wait sometimes, and then I just blurt out because I want to answer, even though I don't for sure know things sometimes. God damn it. Hey, it's a strategy. Might not be a winning strategy, <laughs> but it is a strategy. Well, you are currently in the lead, Spencer. I, 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 <laughs> we, need a, we need a rolling. We need a, we need a review. Uh, okay, I'll submit it to the judges. We'll hear back on that shortly. Let's move on to question number four while they deliberate. There's no judges. How much were the peanuts at the gas station? Were they A, 39 cents, B, 69 cents? <laughs> nice. Or were they C, 99 cents? Oh, Jane. Remington. B. That is correct. Nice. 69? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right, so I'm finding that scene right now with the watch. And, <laughs> yeah, there's there is absolutely an argument. It's 11:48 or 11:38. There's absolutely an argument that it's 11:38. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's not a digital. It's not a digital. No, it's an analog. No, watch. it's it's hands okay. on the face. Yeah. Well, oh, let's man. hope it's... this doesn't come down to the last bit to the last uh, to one question. Uh, this is I'm I'm sending the picture. This is out. <laughs> What a trash rolling. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to make uh, some discrepancy just in case I do end up losing. Then I can be like, no, I was robbed. Give an excuse. Yeah. Well, it's all tied up right now, Ram. So you may not even need it. Should, should be thrown, but it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. You know what? You know what? I, I'm not one to complain, you know, about my position. You know, I'm just, I'm just here to win. You know, just gotta keep grinding. Okay. <clears throat> just trying to be like those, those uh, high school basketball uh, prospects that just really <laughs> care about working hard and grinding. That's all I care about. Hashtag devil emoji thing. Hashtag the one where one, the guy's 100. like smoke is coming out of his nose. That one. Mm, yeah. That's a. Does any people don't use emojis right? <laughs> yeah, not a, like not adults. We've all changed. Yeah. I think we just Apple and like you know they put out the emojis and then we are just like, we're gonna use these in a different way than you intended. Here, <laughs> ironically, yeah, it just yeah. sheer irony. It's the only time I use them. Um, I I I I pretty regularly will like text Kristen with like cute little heart emojis and like kissy faces and stuff that's different that's that's I mean, yeah i mean i think emojis are like an easy way to act like you um 
are like trying, <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> I am putting in effort. Look, I put a heart emoji. I love you. <laughs> like, see, I put three, three kissy faces I put in. Three. It's crazy. You can't just be given three kissy faces every time, though, because mm-hmm. then it loses its meaning. You right. just like mm-hmm. send a regular message. It's like, what would you like for breakfast? And it'd be like, Starbucks is fine. Kissy face. <laughs> or it's like, hey, I went to the store. I got you something special. Three kissy faces. You know, mm-hmm. you have to use it appropriately. What'd you get her? No, that was from her to me. She bought uh, oh. mar- marshmallows. Um. <laughs> 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 I'm actually I'm I'm looking through the book right now trying to find if the exact time was given because if it says 11:38 I'm gonna roast you, Nick. Okay, well we're gonna keep moving right along. Did we hear back? Judges are sticking sure. sticking with the initial ruling. So what was that? Uh, it's calling down. It's calling down, and it's yeah they're they're keeping it. Oh, damn it. Okay. Yeah, my producer's telling me mm-hmm. we have to move this along. Fair. Question number five. What? Did Anton get to drink in Moss's trailer? Carla Jean. Remington. Some good old milk, baby. Some good old milk. That is correct. Carla Jean ran down to the corner store, bought it for 25 cents, brought it back to the house, and Anton drank it. Was it whole milk? 2%? Didn't say. I I didn't see it on the bottle. Um, (laughs) It's not part of the question. (laughs) I assume so. It's on the glass bottle. (laughs) I'm assuming it was whole milk. Okay. That's my assumption. I think that's a good a good guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I've done although, a lot of data research on uh, different types of milk consumption uh, in Texas in the 80s, and uh, that's... Yeah, I don't know how like things are study came back with. done in the 80s, but ordinarily, whole milk is, has a red label, and then like 2% and 1% have a blue label. This is actually the second straight podcast we've talked about the... What, why, like, whole milk having a red cap? <laughs> Weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure the bottle he was holding was blue, so. Yeah, that's true. But, anyway. bot- yeah. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't almond milk. This was the 80s. Yeah. So. This, I, I know that. It wasn't almond milk. Yeah, it wasn't um, almond or So or... we're about halfway through the game. Oak. Point Oats. check. Remington, you are ahead by one point with three. Uh, Spencer, trailing behind with a gentleman's two. Uh, yeah. Assuming that we're going off of this, uh, the scoring that has been previously established and not retconning something with a, a question that was questionable. We're not retconning it. <laughs> it's a, it's a, the ruling has been made. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, Alrighty, question number six. What was Carson Wells's rank in the military? Was it A, Major, B, Colonel, or was it C, General? Carla Jean. Remington. A. That is incorrect. Fuck. Spencer, you have a a chance to steal the point here and tie it up. I can see. That is incorrect. Is a general? <laughs> uh, no, it was colonel. Which oh, was colonel. B. Mm. Um, <laughs> what? Colonel Carson Wales. It's tight. 
Uh, so, gentlemen, since you both got that wrong, this is a rule that I didn't really mention earlier, but it's something that we uh, try to carry through most episodes. If both of you get the answer wrong, I get the point. Um, yeah, it's on the board. So, it's, so you can potentially win. I could potentially win. Um, it's always a, a poor showing from everybody else whenever I end up on the board. Um, yeah, it's not... I, I, I did also end up on the board in the Thanks Killing episode. Um, that one I was actually pretty close to winning. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, that was like a, that was a runoff between us three yeah. on that one. Like we we're Jeez. that was that was sketchy. Uh, alrighty, we're on to question number seven. What was Maz's outfit in Nam? Carla Jean. Go. <laughs> 12th infantry battalion yes that's that's a point for remington that's a solid point for remington right there mm. <laughs> would you have gotten that one spence yeah obviously <laughs> yeah, i was just about to say that fool yeah you uh, you guys missed my sweet uh uh rambo reference from my uh multiple oh, no. choice options but that's okay um, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, sometimes I like I mess up your your plans by answering too quickly. I, I realize that. Uh, question number eight. What does beer lead to? Collagen. Remington. More beer. That's another point for Remington. Ah, you quick. It's quick. Nice. More beer. That's true, though. Uh, going into the last question. Uh. Spencer, you're still down. Uh, the Cone brothers get really drunk. Yeah, we get smashed. <laughs> I can't, I can't picture that for some reason. That's it should. They're like, we've made another plaster. <laughs> <laughs> We're the shit. They are really cool. <laughs> Alrighty. Oh uh, yeah, dude. Question number nine. What room number? Was Moss in when he died? Oh, was God. it A, 114? Carly Jean. Remington. That yeah, was 114. That's true. <sighs> Again, uh, Remington, <laughs> <laughs> congratulations. You have won the game today. Destroyed okay. Spencer's record. Destroyed him. Absolutely wiped him out. Um, he still has a yeah. better record than Riley uh, in the overall standings. Uh, but Remington has firmly came out uh, ahead as the uh, the number one at Were You Paying Attention? Yeah, I feel good about this. Said humbled as always. Always humbled when, when I win a competition of such magnitude. You know, you can only be humble about it. And uh, so I just want to uh, thank Spencer uh, for participating um, and everybody for witnessing dominance. Very humbled. You got anything to say, Spencer? What do you have to say for yourself? You fucking suck, dude. <laughs> well, you know what, uh, guys? Uh, we're going to have to look into uh, maybe doing a, a special episode in the future, which is just all game show, and we'll get all three of you going, and we'll... Uh, We'll re we'll reset the uh, the win counter at that point, and whoever wins the the main thing right there will be the uh, the championship <laughs> holder. 
And then they'll, okay. they'll have the title moving forward, and then we'll be uh, playing for the title from then on. Uh, so that starts the official belt. Right. Like the, okay, I like that. I like the idea of passing the belt around, for sure. Um, but it's once I get that can, strap on my shoulder, ain't going nowhere, dog. I'm winning it from there on out. Yeah, Belts, you can't lose a belt. We'll see how uh, all the uh, specifics of that go. But I'm thinking of having like a record counter and then uh, bigger trivia events for the uh, for the title. Be fun. But um, uh, anyway, none of that really matters right now. I will say, for the record, Remington did win today. But he tried to call his shot before we began this and said that he was going to hold uh, Spencer down to zero points in the game, wow. which he failed to do. So, Man, didn't, I don't sound as cool now. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did. I, did. I, thought, I thought I was going to get him. I, I worked hard on it. I, uh, I watched the movie uh, in its completion, which is more than you can say about a lot of the other movies we've talked about in the podcast. Um, and I, I took some notes. Uh, but yeah, I kind of get it done uh spencer is a formidable opponent i'll give him that more yeah, than riley i, I almost wanna, locked his ass wanna, out last week <laughs> i don't want to count your wins against riley because you guys have done a lot more so right now we're tied one one yeah, no we're one on one for sure we for sure. We, we gotta have a tiebreaker yeah you can't you can't put riley's stuff on your record that's not fair at all <laughs> you know yeah uh, this was a this was a good talk. This was a fun one. This is obviously a great movie. Um, we pretty much said anything that we had to say about it, and anything that we didn't say about it, I'm sure somebody else already has. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, I enjoy it. I have a fun, I had a fun time talking with you guys about it. Uh, Spencer, where can people find you? Uh, Instagram at Pass the Soap. Check it out for some fun comedy sketches. If you like to laugh and have fun, boy, are you going to enjoy that Instagram page. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Give them a okay. follow. Uh, follow the podcast. Uh, we, you know, it's it's up wherever you get your podcasts. You know, you, you're a Spotify person, go to Spotify. You're an iTunes person or whatever. What is Apple, Apple podcast? Apple podcast person, go to Apple podcast. It's everywhere. Just mm. find it. Yeah. Also, watch it. Watch it. Also, uh, we too have an Instagram. You should go check that one out too. Oh, yeah, we do. Um, just before, just right after ending this, and before going to pass the soap, you should go to Useless Critics on Instagram. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it's a uh, it's a great place. Uh, there's 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 funny uh, some funny art that po- pops up there from time to time, always themed to whatever the week's episode is. So if you want to know uh, what episode's coming next week, you should just check out the Useless Critics Instagram, and uh, you know you see some funny stuff along the way. Um, also, you know, go there and leave a comment. Tell us what you think of the podcast. That's that's something that people do. Say something. Say something mean, even. Yeah, tell us. I don't care. Say how much you Negative, hate me. Positive. <laughs> it, Talk about you, how I never something... shut up and I have a big nose and a dumb hairline. Talk about all that shit. And you never watch the movie. That I never watch the movies. I'm the laziest person on this podcast by Country Mom. Yeah, by all means, if we say something that's incorrect, correct us. Go to the comments <laughs> and like set us straight. Anyway, I think that's going to do it for today, gentlemen. Watch movies. Alrighty, gentlemen. Question number one. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Good.
Good. I am not. Give me another 10 seconds because I didn't have the scoreboard. <laughs> we just needed Alex Trebek to do that one time. That would have been fire. Like, are you ready for Jeopardy? I am not. <laughs> I need to finish my whiskey sour. I, as I'm being honest, I'm very hungover from last night, and I've been drinking some hair of the dog today, and uh, a little discombobulated right now. He's way too professional to do that. Kidding me. Yes, sure. RIP. RIP to a, a legend, a, a scholar, and a gentleman. We lost a lot of legends this year. I ain't dead, fool. Year's not over. Um, one thing that we didn't talk about that I want to talk about before we were done here, um, and so you have the briefcase. Anson Chigurh is coming for you. What is your plan? Uh, home Alone House. <laughs> <laughs>